Welcome to the Evolution Exchange Gaming Podcast. We're bringing together the best gaming leaders from across the Dick region to discuss industry passion, challenges and ideas. I'm Melanie and I connect businesses with talented freelancers in the gaming industry. Today I'm joined by Francesca, Joel and Oscar. Hi everyone, this is Chris Bennett here, the Knowledge Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data, product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Before we uh, go into the topic, let's work our way around the room with some introductions. Uh, Oscar, if you would like to start. Hey, (laughs) Um, I'm Oscar, Senior Brand Manager from Ubisoft. Uh, Well, nice to meet you, and thank you for having me again. This is my third podcast already, so thank you. You're very popular, sir. We love having you on. We just love it. Uh, Joel? Hey, I'm Joel. Uh, I'm working at Proview and I'm doing UA, so user acquisition for games here. Nice to be on board. I'm Francesca. Hi, I'm Francesca. I'm the product marketing manager at Paradox Interactive and been here for almost a year and a half. Uh, Lovely to meet you all. Lovely jubbly. So now that we uh, know who you guys are, uh, let's move on topics that we've got today so you have a question uh about brand versus marketing um and as you go around the room asking each of you to pose your question and the reasons behind it uh, and then ev- you know everyone will get the opportunity to give their opinion um on that question so let's start with francesca and question please yeah yeah sure so my question is related to how you balance the branding for a game and the branding for your company I feel like when it comes to branding and marketing, they're just like the light force and the dark force of things. Um, and when it comes to my experience, I've always find very uh, challenging, but also interesting to uh, find the balance between making sure that uh, people know about your games, but at the same time that they are aware of the people behind it and in, the, in this sense, like the company behind it. Um, so I really find Again, as I said, challenging and and tricky sometimes to make sure that both voices are heard. Um, so that that was my question, and I would love to hear, like Oscar, for example, what do you think about it, and how do you guys like approach this? Right, I I think that is a how do you say like a, a really interesting and and tricky question because I think many couple of years ago, people didn't care that much about who is making the game and and i've been actually finding right now people who still play games and they don't know who makes the games and i i, I don't know how to find like a the, the the right answer i think sometimes it comes like together because i i remember i'm talking from the from my experience as a uh, as a as a gamer as well that for example i didn't knew about cd project rec before i play the Witcher game that at number three and and that happened to me with a lot of games but then when you are part of a of, of a company I think it depends on what do you want I think 
it has to be what do you want to market or what do you want to brand? Do you want to market more your 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 studio or do you want to kind of brand more your your games? It's uh, I don't know to be honest. I think um, I'm struggling to find the right answer right now. I do assume that and think that probably in the last few years, especially during the pandemic, people are definitely getting more interested in what a game is. They do enjoy it and they consume a lot of like gaming and like play a lot of video games. But they indeed started asking the questions like, who is behind it? Why are they doing this? Are they talking to me? So yeah. yeah. I think it is quite tricky. Yeah, I, I think that's that's something really, really. Uh, you give me some some help there. Uh, I think it's really important now because uh, probably for us, for like probably older audience, they don't care probably that much about that. But now with younger audience and younger players, they care as well of consuming a product that aligns with their uh, with their values as well. Like if you have a company who has a bad record or something, they will. Definitely, like, well, I'm not gonna buy that because I don't want to support that uh, that kind of uh, behaviors. Or if you, in the other way, if you do good as a company, they try to reward you and buy a game, like, because okay, this company is doing great. You only hear good things from people who works there, and you can see like how they get like good press, and you kind of try to to create that. I, I think it. Uh, that it's a really really important. I think to be honest, now now with that help, I wouldn't think. The balance right now should be 50-50, if I said. Like, I think, how do you uh, market yourself or how do you put yourself in front of the consumer as a company is 50% of the work or what we will trigger the, the, the decision if they get or not uh, a game that you, are, that, you are, that you are making. Unless there is like a super, super popular game. But I think that is happening more right now that people try to find companies they align with their values or what they believe and they reward you somehow so i think it's a 50 50. yeah i don't know like like for me this is a very very tricky question like like does someone want to balance the the uh like do you want to have 50 50 balance at the end of the day if one or the other is so strong for your your uh, company or for for an ip i like working with with Angry Birds, I think it's very obvious that that uh, in every case we're not fifty-fifty. Like like people do know Angry Birds super well, and, and like like getting to the same level with with them, like like company side uh, uh, would be super super tricky. But also on the other side, the dominoes fall easily. But like if there's a new Angry Birds title coming up, we can see that the the community is very excited about that. They're excited about the people behind as well. But but the first thing they see is the IP and and uh, the the game and the brand and sometimes it can happen to the other direction too. Like I think another uh, quite famous uh, game house from from Helsinki area, Supercell. Like when they do something new, it's it's the brand of the company that is driving players in, I believe, and and that's the number one thing. And I don't necessarily think that uh, a company would need to then go on and balance it unless they see that okay our IPs are not uh, working that well because they just know know the company of the IPs. And I, and I think just it, it can work in the way of like how old are you as a studio like when you are an old an old studio probably you just try do you think that you just you know go with the uh, go with the flow and do what you have to do when something happens 
but I think it's usually right now we're thinking for like newer studios that now is like a lot of people you just live in massive studios and start their own thing that I think is like uh, super important as well because that's how you that's how you see how they brand the game it's like the 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 I don't know the lead designer of Halo is starting his own thing you know so that is uh, they, they 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 try to brand themselves as well I, I think that it's uh I think it depends on the on the on the state of their studio that you're working or not. Because if you're a new studio, I think you have to do both. Like try to sell your new kind of idea and try to uh, bring people to to work with you as well. And then of course, then of course, you start branding the game. So I think it depends on on, on the state of the studio. I think. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, uh, definitely. And then, like on top of that, I I believe that at some point the dominoes might get falling, and then like some of those uh, aspects organically grows more than the other. And then you need to decide if you really need to balance or are you happy with the state and then focus on the other side if, if that's going better for you. Can I just jump in and, and ask because I'm interested. Is there ever a time where like there should be more of a focus on an IP or more of a focus on the studio? So you mentioned before, like, you know, there's a difference if, you know, if it's a, if you've just started your own company, for example. But if you have a very big company and the IP is very big or not very big, does does it impact on the branding? Like, is it basically? Sorry, I haven't structured this question very well. It's going to get edited. What with the IP? Is it more important that people see the IP and know the IP than knowing the studio? That's what I'm saying. Like Oscar, I think you mentioned before about there's some people who play games who don't even know who made it. Does that matter? That's my question. To be honest, uh, I, uh, if I, I can go first, I, I don't know, to be honest. I think for some people matter and for some people, they don't care. Like the fact is you see how, for example, this whole, uh, how people perceive Activision and all the stuff that are happening there internally. But then you see the next day, how many copies Call of Duty sells. And then the same weather was happening with the, for example, the latest uh, Hogwarts Legacy. You know, the backlash between that and people that was calling to just try to cancel the game. Then the next day was one of the most fast sold games <laughs> so of the year, you know. So that is kind of if you, if we want to go to hard like data or data, that shows exactly that people don't care sometimes. They just want to have fun or something. Sometimes I believe that is like when you're in the in industry, you care about those things as well. It's because I think it comes with the effect that people now is more for people now is easier to say something about about what are you doing. Before we didn't have internet or Twitter or something, so it was no way to share what was happening or. Uh, point fingers when some someone was doing something wrong, but now I think people are or studios are more aware of that that, that can happen, and they try to have these uh, take care of their image as well. So it's because uh, there people is waiting that you make a mistake to just try to point it out, and and everything can go sideways really fast, as as you were saying. Like one day, um, uh, CD Projekt Red was the most loved game company in the world; they could do no wrong, and then they release a game, and everything went to went to hell again. And they have to rebrand the company and the game as well. So I think depends. Depends. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely agree. But if I can add, I also think that the gaming industry itself, it's still fairly young. Like I I like to think of it as adolescent in its adolescence compared to I don't know fast moving goods or 
other kind of industries. So I also have the feeling, at least when it comes to my experience and how I work here at Paradox, that we really want to talk about how exciting and how good it is to work at this company or like the how um, uh, talented the people that we work with are. Because I also think that on one, on another hand, um, we want people to join us. We want to grow as an industry and we want to make gains for people, for our fans, but also getting their input for our fans. So I think that one thing that I find very interesting in this industry is that there is this constant conversation going within ourselves as companies and studios publish and from publishing side. So there's also that the side of the of the coin, but also with our fans. And I don't know, I really enjoying that a lot. Yeah, I think it's really cool. And, and, and that is something actually that now that you mention it, it's something that it happens actively here, for example, in Stockholm, when you have there a lot of gaming studios going to university, doing a lot of fairs, something that you didn't I, at least when I, I've been working in the gaming industry for almost seven years, I moved I, from Chile to here, so I was kind of, I wasn't aware of what was happening. And when I, when I arrived here six years ago, it, it wasn't the same. Like now it's been a couple of years ago, they started with the things of like being open to other, uh, trying to show to people that is, uh, that the gaming industry is not something that you are only able to join by invitation of someone else, you know, <laughs> that it works there, that it was, I think it, it felt like this kind of thing that it was kind of close and you needed to know someone inside of somewhere to find your way in. I think, as you said, now is now companies are doing that. They're trying to open the doors and sh and, and that works out really for them as well. Like we are here to nurture the, the, the future generations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like to think that at least. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's it it's just like that. I think like when I studied, uh, the gaming companies were less visible at certain stage for the students. And then when you don't know about the options, it's easier to pick like, okay, I want to do consulting or I want to go to a totally different area. Like gaming could be more uh, visible as as an industry, and then the employer brands would be also more. Uh, visible for for people that might be potential workforce and make great games in the future. Nice. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, with my bonus question thrown in there. So now let's move on to Joel and your question. All right. Let's go. So my question is: How do you measure the performance of a brand or brand activities, and how should this differ from measuring other marketing performance? Francesca, could you go first? Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, this is another like tricky question that I don't think has a uh, one unique answer. Um, but I think that, of course, whenever we talk about performance, whether it's branding or marketing, uh, anything, setting the proper KPIs, it's key. Otherwise, you can get like lost in, oh, I want to try this new thing because I saw that from this recent study. Uh, my uh, customer base is now into this other thing and then you don't know you don't have like actual data to to back it up so um uh it's kind of again three i think it's it's a lot to juggle when it comes to branding because it also opens up to a tons of activities um so i don't know like like to to give more context to this like i think this is something that i need to struggle every week at work like like how do you measure something that is having an impact 
but it's harder to measure that it's built over time. Like how, how do you count that in when, when you're doing decisions on the, on the other side, uh, of the campaigns that one might run for acquiring users, for example. So like, that's, that's, that's the, uh, great question here for, for like everyday life. Like, like, is there something that is caused by brand? How is that affected when you're scaling up uh, other type of uh, activities? Or is it a baseline that is stable over time? I believe it's not. Mm -hmm. Well, one could also say that branding, like, even if sometimes we do think that it's set in stone because it's like part of the, of who you are, of, the, of your DNA, it actually does change over time. And probably most recently is changing even faster than in the past. So yeah, I think that sometimes when it comes to branding and marketing, they do go hand in hand and you can take some lessons from the marketing side and use this and use them for branding and, and vice versa. Oscar, do you want to jump in here? Yeah, I, I think I'm, I mean, the, um, I, I been, I think I've been lucky to work in, in companies when, uh, we are, uh, how do you say KPI driven? Until certain extent, I think some uh, some I've been working with with managers that they are like more uh, put our efforts in aligning ourselves with the more than the company goals than the specific things. So sometimes that uh, doesn't give you that much visibility of uh, specific things. But I always divide uh, how I see marketing versus uh, branding efforts. It's like for me, brand is. Kind of how do you how do you measure the the sentiment or the feeling that people has regarding uh, regarding your your product and the marketing is pretty much focused on like i mean to see if that activity that you're performing in particular is working or not but how do you how do you measure that i i think i i, I don't know i've been i've been i've been trying to 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 think about that a lot when I when I work in when I've been working this because sometimes is I don't know sometimes you do things right and and depends as well I mean what I'm trying to say is like depends how how good is the thing that you're doing because sometimes some companies or some um, some studio do marketing or brand campaigns that they are out of touch of the reality of what's happening with the people consuming the game. So sometimes that is going to be, of course, is going to give uh, not best result for both sides. But I think sometimes when you manage to understand the background and understand what are you, what the, what do you want to 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 achieve when a, with that campaign or with the brand activity or something, the numbers speaks for itself somehow. And the sentiments go far, but I think the, the best that you can do is keep constant um, tracking of what are you doing in, in this case. Like if you see that your the, the, your community is complaining about something that is happening in the game, and you kind of try to solve that somehow, and then you kind of measure the results immediately of that activity, that can translate it of probably of more people playing the game or less people playing the game. It can, it can translate, I think, in, in, in so many ways, but I, I don't know how you can, you can find the, how can you measure the more, because I'm just trying to not give the answer that's like, okay, because we aim to have 200,000 people registrations, that, that could be a goal, but that doesn't mean this though, that we achieve the goal, but for me, that doesn't mean that those 2,100 people are going to play the game. 
or are they so that is the that is the stuff that i that i try to i rather have uh, <laughs> i don't know 100 core players enjoying what i'm doing than 2000 angry people just <laughs> being uh, being uh, mad at us but yeah yeah i guess that also branding activations or activities are can be very dangerous exactly especially if you want to try and i don't know play it on the heartstrings or i don't know uh, usually at least when when you when we talk about branding sometimes uh, it's all about emotions and feelings and being up with the with the times talking about things that are relevant but if you're not consistent uh, and just because someone noticed something or everyone is talking about a specific topic, that doesn't mean that you have to jump in and be, must, impose, must be part of the conversation straight away. Uh, so that's why, why I think that from like a marketing standpoint, it's kind of, I want to say easier, but like you have probably um, a more solid frame, uh, like a ballpark where you can explore and experiment. But when it comes to branding, even just one specific post or uh, like a mishap, it can really ruin your image. And it goes for both a game or the studio behind it or the publisher still. So, yeah, it is very tricky. So in a way, you would say that that uh, branding activities can be measured by risk management uh, point of view too. So, So in a way that you're trying to do good and definitely avoiding doing anything that is hurting yeah or i mean uh, be consistent with yourself like is this something that uh, my game would uh like is this something in our dna is it worth it jumping on the uh, on this topic because it's hot and everyone is talking about it or it's better to take a step back and then i don't know provide a different point of view uh i guess that when it comes to branding specifically and branding activation you really need to you, of course, testing the waters with your like consumer base and, and, and all of that, what they like and what they don't. But I would probably use branding activities in a much more careful way than the classic like marketing campaign or marketing tools. Yeah. That, but yeah. at least my two cents on this, because it's, a, again, a very vast uh, topic and there is no one answer, I guess. But uh, I think I, I agree with with you like like in in most of the things you're saying here like like from user acquisitions acquisitions point of view uh branding is something that is longer term like like maybe for me it's it's definitely harder to measure and and tougher to to analyze how it's impacting but it's it's definitely more impactful for a longer time and that's that's like one one key definition at least from my work like how i would say see it and and say how it is but yeah it's still still the measurement part very very tricky and like, like we see uh when we start some campaigns that okay there's uh people that we attribute as organic coming to get and if that uh user amount is is uh going up like is that branding is that marketing is that combination or is that virality and and it's it's because people are talking about. Yeah, I think it's a little bit the like a little bit of a, a little bit of both, to be honest. And 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 as you said, for me, like it's pretty much I try to see it when you're going to buy, for example, sneakers or whatever. Like marketing would for me would be picking a price, looking the cheapest or the uh, more expensive. But brand would be I want a Jordan, 
you know, uh, that or I want a Nike or I don't care about Adidas. That for me is how how I I I separate both uh, both things. But at, at the end of the day, it's the same because yeah, sometimes you don't mind how expensive it is, but if it is the brand that you love, you're gonna buy it anyway. All right, cool. Um, and then let's move on to Oscar and your question. Sure. Um. Oh, I have it here in in my notepad. <laughs> when it's a good time to refresh a brand, and which are the factors that could trigger that change? Um, I'm gonna give as well a little bit of context of this. Uh, I I've been having the, the the chance to work in games that have been going for long, for some of them ten years, eight years, and sometimes you ask yourself, should we rebranding, dudes? Does the logo looks old, dude? What are we doing? I, if it's gonna attract new people, or sometimes you ask a lot of questions like maybe people is not entering the game because it doesn't look that cool as it used to do five years ago. So that, that was pretty much just like when do you think it's a good time, or, or or what what do you think are the main factors that could trigger that change, or at least start the conversation? Um, Joel, all right. I think uh, this is a good question too. Thank you for it. For me, maybe starting from the reasons, like like if you see that the brand is not beneficial anymore for the community, for for the uh, game, for for the company, then it's time. Or it was time already, like a year or two ago. But it's easy to say afterwards that okay, time time went already. But even if you would see clear clear points that okay, maybe the brand is not serving the the purpose anymore as well as it did in the past it might still be very uh important for some of your players and i don't know if there's ever a perfect time to to make everybody happy you you need to make risks if if you're refreshing refreshing it right but i would start start from the the like uh underlying factors like like do you believe that refreshing the brand would would open more opportunities than it's causing uh like negative feedback yeah i agree i i definitely think that the, your customer base is the the how do you call it like um your clients will know uh, or will start telling you when they don't recognize themselves anymore with your brands or if you're if they're not having any more fun with your game um but I think that a, a very useful and powerful ally when it comes to this sort of decision, it's like user research, market research, try to like revamp that study that you maybe required two years ago and then it's been sitting there in your on your desktop and then uh, like sitting again uh, with the with with your team and just looking at the data but it, and and see if actually your audience has changed because of course, uh, people grow up and it's like when you really like a band and when you were a teenager you loved that band because they were speaking to you but then the band changed or they wanted to do something different and then suddenly you don't recognize them anymore that, that uh, I think it's a parallel that, that could work also for games like I used to love a lot of games that I played when I was like a teenager and now they're like ah oh, it's not that appealing to me anymore uh, so and of course this is like the the, the lower risk kind of situation but uh, when it comes to branding I have the feeling that like I also noticed that in other industries especially like the fashion industry 
every luxury fashion brand now wants to have a new logo, a new image, look more polished, do more Instagram-y. Uh, but that doesn't really mean that you have to do that. If So, uh, I don't know, I'm probably more of a school that it, let's change the brand as l little. L like, I wouldn't just go and change it every I don't know, couple of years or because the market is saying something. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, we, we have some key example like Apple, for example, or those big brands that they are the, the, the ones that are spearheading change. But yeah, I would definitely just look again at my audience and how I have been doing things because I also have the, at least in my perspective, I'm also uh, always involved in marketing campaigns or in campaigns in general. As soon as you ship something, you have to think about the next thing. And you can get lost in like this routine of, oh, okay, we did this, so we are on to the next thing. And probably when it comes to branding, it, it's also a good exercise to do regardless if you decide to change it or not. That's my, my take on this. Thank you very much. I think that's really, it's really interesting because again, like I, I think I've been in those conversations uh, with the, uh, our teams and, and some people are, are, are like, uh, like you as well, or asking the right, like the questions, like some people just want to change it because they feel that it's old. But then other people are saying, yeah, but it still works. So why we should change it? And, and it's hard to find the, 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 the reasons to, to, to do it. But again, as you said, I think it comes to with what you were saying, depends on the product, depends on what are you doing and anything, because it's always, it's always fun to me, uh, as you said, like how things are changed. I still remember like the old ad for like Audi or Mercedes, there was only like this successful old, you know, rich man that now is young people. Like <laughs> they show like young people like us driving these amazing cars and you see how, how the brand is the same, but how they, how they, how they show it is a little bit different as, as before. But yeah, I think, yeah, I, I agree. There's no kind of a, a, a right answer. You think it depends on the state of, or you work on. Thank you. At least like, like to, to continue from that, I think like, at least in mobile gaming, the easy answer could be the earlier you are in the process of making a game. That's, that's the best time to, uh, refresh a brand. Like you're in a stage where it's easier to, uh, pivot on your learnings. It's easier to take something new into the branch and develop it further without a huge backlash because usually your players are already aware that, okay, you're maybe testing out things, especially with a new IP. If you're having like, that's that, that's a great time to refresh it and hope that you're getting it right. But like mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I think the main, main part of the question was what do you do when you have an existing brand? It's, it's much trickier, but. And, and sometimes that conversations can trigger to, to other, uh, other things. I think actually well, one of those conversations that trigger Ubisoft to create Assassin's Creed, for example, they wanted to make a new Prince of Persia, but uh, the conversation escalated and they ended up with Assassin's Creed, for example. So that is cool because sometimes that conversations help you to understand that maybe you have a new idea. It's like, oh, maybe we have something really cool here. Maybe it can be something new. It doesn't have to, we don't have to refresh what we have. Maybe we can create something. And, and that is uh, something uh, really good as well. Can I uh, play devil's advocate here and ask, uh, when is not a good time 
to refresh your brand. It's not. I think when you are until your neck with what <laughs> you do with the city right now, when you when people when people are busy, <laughs> when people are busy, when you are like you, I don't know. Is I think it. The, 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 to be honest, I think it depends. I think it's not it's not a good time when where you do, when the thing that you are doing is just changing a logo, for example. I think it is sometimes p, p companies do that and they change like they they believe that they change that that they are like a brand new company, but you don't or a brand new game or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing with a more fresh stuff, more more fresh design. I don't know. It's, I, I I would say like it's not a good time. Or honor a good idea if what are you going to do doesn't gonna have any meaningful or meaning impact or meaningful impact into something. Or it is for the wrong reasons as we were discussing before, just because someone said, I just want to do it <laughs> because it looks old, you know. Agree. <laughs> okay, go on. Not on Yeah, I I agree with you, Oscar. Uh, I think also like on top of those, uh, if you want to have immediate results, like next week. And you want to have positive results, it's it's maybe not the uh, best time to refresh the brand. It's it's then then it's maybe more time for marketing than than refreshing the brand. I would say. Yeah. No, I was I just wanted to say that when it is, I mean that brand, it's such an important part of what a product and a company is. So yeah, as Oscar said, you can have a refresh on I don't know the logo or your I don't know your marketing assets or your website and all of that. But first of all, if you get to discuss your branding and you want to change it, it means that you as a company or your product has changed consistently because what your brand speaks your values, your brand speaks of who you are. So. When it comes to time when someone says, oh, I want to change the brand. Oh boy, there's a very long conversation to have, I, I think. So when, yeah, when you ask when it's not the right time, I guess, of course, when you're not maybe in the middle of a campaign, but at the same time, when you have just started, if you're a startup or um, if the, uh, the, the, the players in our case know you for something, and then you completely change who you are, then they get confused, and then it, it's just not worthy, I think. Don't know, fair enough. Um, all right, we've got one more question that I'd like to ask. Uh, what is a brand when it comes to video games? Uh, and I'm going to start with Francesca, if I may. Oh, wow, that's a good question. I mean... Yeah, uh, I think that, as I said, a brand, when it comes for, to video games, is what... if I think that brand goes deeper than any uh, marketing campaign and tools. Uh, the, the brand is the DNA of that game. It's the emotions that it generates when players play the game. It's uh, something that players would recognize and they want to be part of it. I think that branding for a video game, it's a platform, it, it's a message, it's everything that either creates a community or grows it and people want to be part of, of that thing. That I think that's a brand for that. Yeah, it, 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 does, it definitely works for video games as well. But yeah, when we look at this uh, very successful games, of course, they are famous because they a, sold a lot of copies or because, or, and, and, or, sorry, uh, 
they have incredible mechanics if they're because they're bringing some new life into the industry but everyone follows a brand because they a want it or because they want to be part of it and want to be recognized as oh i play this game because i know everything about it uh and i am happy to speak about that game so i think that branding for uh our industry it really roots into like human uh, relationship and connections I got a bit poetic over there, I think, but I still no, 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 it was lovely, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, hard to say anything on top of that. Uh, you put it so well, but like, like, could I say a brand in video games something that you can make a TV series ten years later? Oh yeah, at least at least we saw some something like that uh, this this winter, and it then you have a brand, but it's it's so much more. Like like I think. Uh, many of the sports brands in, in video games have been very powerful. Uh, I've played those uh, earlier a lot. And the brand works so well that when you release another title, like the next year, like every year, you're not even like considering like whether or not you're buying it. You are going there, you are uh, getting that video game brand again, the uh, refreshed version of it, uh, regardless how it is. And that's that's powerful, and it's been working super well. Oscar? I, I, I think, again, in the, it was more more hard now for me to go the last in this part. I think every, everyone says something really strong, but for me, uh, brand is kind of the connection that you create with a title and what kind that evokes to you somehow. I have that kind of connection with Final Fantasy, for example. I I I buy everything that is related to Final Fantasy, even if it's kind of you know, even if people say that is shit or crap, I buy it anyway, because that is it has an emotional connection with me as a person, because it was a kind of a a, a brand that gave me. So many, you know, happy moments. You discover a lot of things, and it stays with you. I think every every person has their own uh, their own connection with the with anything. And for me, that it's a, at least a brand for 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 video for video games in general. Like what it means to you as a person. Yeah, yeah I also find it really interesting that I think people who are not involved in the gaming industry, I don't just mean working, but people, you know, are invested in video games in some way. They seem to think that gaming is actually very isolating. They think that everyone is just alone in their basements playing games. But in fact, actually, when you're in the industry or when you're part of it in one way, shape or form, you realize that actually there is a community. Every single studio has a community, wants to build community, wants to talk to the community, hear feedback from the community. So it's interesting that you guys say that, that if it's not isolating that that it is much more than just that video game itself as you guys said it can then become a tv show and then it opens up even wider to the community so maybe if you've never played that game but you've watched the tv show well then you might google it and then download the game for example and then you become part of that community so yeah i've never thought of it from that perspective before so that's mega interesting all right lovely I was a bit concerned that there would be some infighting between marketing and branding, especially as Oscar, you're a bit outnumbered here when it comes to being the only person in the branding side, but this was very PC. Everyone was very nice and very friendly. Yeah, good. All right. 
Um, before we end the podcast, I'd like to say thanks so much to all of our guests uh, for sharing their thoughts in today's conversation. So again, uh, on today's podcast, we've had Oscar from Ubisoft, uh, Joel from Robio, and Francesca from Paradox. If you are hiring for new technical roles or looking for a new role, feel free to get in touch with us here at Evolution. If you or anyone you know would like to be featured on a future podcast, you can always drop me a message as well. I'm Melanie and you can find me on LinkedIn or email me at melanie.lindsay at evolution-dicks.com or you can visit us at evolutionjobs.com forward slash SE. Thank you again for all of our lovely guests and thank you guys for listening and we hope you can join us next time.